Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It is me, your boy, Big Tasty, as always, joined not just by Jay this week, but also by Troy. For Troy, you're you're the uh, you're the, the special guest. How's it going? We'll start with you first. <laughs> Hello, loves. Yeah, it's good. Keeping busy, um, but. It's been it's been a week of wrestling, isn't it? There's been there's been a fair bit going on, so it'd be rude not to uh, come on. A lot of good stuff going on, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Jay, how are you, mate? Now that we can now we can hear. I'm I'm okay. Um, a little bit tired from the weekend because we, we well we'll talk about that later. Are you doing a Scotty Rock? You eating a Rice Krispie Square? Uh, I'm I'm eating a Raspberry Ripple Oreo actually. <laughs> a what? A Raspberry Ripple Oreo. Wow. Where are like, they? Look at this. Can you see that? Can you oh, see right. that? So, yes. like, if anyone who's, who's listened to the podcast, it's basically an Oreo, but the middle bit's pink and white. Yes, yeah. please. It looks very nice. Them, do they do them it, in the range? They do them. <laughs> I don't know. I I got I got them from Tesco, uh, and I haven't seen them in other supermarkets when I've been. Are uh, they part of your uh, leaving present? No, sadly not. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's a leaving present? Just <laughs> um, normally just back pain, I think. The, the, they just kicked me in the butt, gave me a watch, and said a computer took your job, daddy. Computer <laughs> took your job, daddy. Hard times! That's hard times! Dave Tetra put you on hard times. Oh, man, so many hard times. <laughs> right, speaking of which, <laughs> we'll roll straight into some WWE news, shall we, to start off. Um, so first up, I mean, yeah, this is this is all come out of kind of nowhere, hasn't it? Um, so as reported by Sports Keeda Wrestling, WWE is preparing for a show on, quote, a grand scale in the city of Hyderabad, India, which is set to take place on the 18th of January, 2023. So that's like in like that's a month like and a bit. A month and a bit? That's not even that far away. <laughs> how would you just that. mobilize them? <laughs> yeah. How would you mobilize that quickly to be like, we're doing a massive, Dave. clearly like WrestleMania scale, like grand scale? Not in America, in India. I mean, that they um obviously they announced the day one had been cancelled a while back, mm. and some Meltzer said something about three weeks ago that there was still plans for a large scale international event around that t- sort of time window. Uh, um, so I assume it's this. Okay, a premium live event. Premium. Aye. I mean, it could just be a house show. It'll probably be just like that. That Aussie show they did a couple of years ago. Just like Clash of the Castle, basically, just a glorified house show. Yeah. And the one in Aussie was Super Showdown, which yeah. is what they ended up then calling the ones that are in Saudi. They called it Super Showdown. Which now they call Elimination Chamber. Aye. Are they going to make like Ginger Bar or and sing Norwegian Wood at the end or something? I, I reckon it's going to come out and squash Roman at the end. Or maybe don't, Shanky. Don't hinder Ginger. Oh, what if what if um, what if Collie's there? No, thank you. 
you know for a fact if they're doing an event in India, they're wheeling out Carly. <laughs> Top top union man, the great Carly. Top union man. <laughs> Bring them out in his um, in his national police officer uniform. Oh, so yeah, so yeah, big big potential. I mean, this hasn't been officially announced or anything, has it? This is like there's no. Well, it, it like, only kind of like came. The news only sort of kind of coming out this morning at time of recording. When are they going to announce it? Make the money. Got six weeks to shift the tickets. Don't be better. And it's Christmas. Ah. And it's Christmas in the way. They go mad for it. They'll they'll sell it out. They've yeah, got to fly Brock Lesnar out there. <laughs> uh, right. When CNA announced Rinker King and they just like did it like three weeks later. Yeah, that was just like just send Scott Steiner there, make him start the riot. That was yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that anymore. He's not there anymore. How how did that event go? Just out of interest. Yeah, they they sold the, the fucker out to be fair. Did they? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was, people were fucking jam-packed. mad for it. Like, in, I oh, mean, okay. obviously, we're taking the piss here, but India's a massive, like, emerging market for wrestling. I think. I think. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Remember that it's such a big market that it got Jinder Mahal a title ring. I was going to say that's why WWE is so desperate to break it they, and like they give Jinder a title ring on the back of it. Didn't they do that one during the pandemic? That superstar spectacle with loads of Indian talent in the performance center as well. Yeah, where it was yeah. basically made of the people squashing Indian wrestlers. <laughs> Exactly that, yeah. <laughs> what one tag with Charlotte Flair and got a win, but that was about it. <laughs> Just the worst thing to happen to India since Winston Churchill. <laughs> there you go. Uh... Look, that, look that up on Google. Um, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Next up, um, Brian Kendrick returned to WWE this week. Speaking of the worst thing to happen to things, it, uh, Brian Kendrick. To look up on Google. <laughs> yeah, another thing if you want to Google it, yeah, Brian Kendrick returns to WWE this weekend as a producer. According to a list published by Fightful, he helped produce Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi at Survivor Series alongside Jason Jordan. Uh, it's not known if this is a one off appearance or if Kendrick has been offered a full time position. Just uh, FYI, this is the first time he's really surfaced in like the mainstream wrestling sort of sphere since was it may when he may he was fired wasn't he it wasn't he meant to no so so he requested his release from WWE, where he was currently Ah. working as a producer then he basically got his release a week later went straight to aw got booked in a match with john moxley then everyone immediately unearthed all of the mad shit he said over like the course of his career including denying the holocaust denying sandy hook like lots of other stuff um and then aw basically went whoop <laughs> and, and, and binned him off <laughs> nope. pretty much yeah. and he, he, yeah. apart, apart from like yeah. one or two little indie p- appearances this is the first time he sort of like reared his head uh yeah. as jay put on a disco before there's even like an interview where even paul london reckons he's a fucking nut job <laughs> So you know. I love that even Paul London <laughs> in that interview, Paul London says like him him and Brian went to like a mutual friend's house in Amsterdam, and like they were on a t- they were on like a tour like after they'd been released, and the mutual friend kicked Brian out because he got stoned and started talking about how the Holocaust wasn't real when oh, the guy's hell. like uncle was a Holocaust survivor. Jesus Christ! It was like, mate, if you're gonna. Like pick your battles if you're gonna spout that crazy shit. Maybe don't go to somebody's house and say it. Also, like Amsterdam, like famously the city yeah. where Anne Frank lived. Anne Frank, yeah, of course. <laughs> Fucking yeah. hell. Known yeah. nut job, the Brian Kendrick. So yeah, so he might be back. That's something. Um, because WWE must have get... like a WWE must have like a quota of horrendous people that they must have in the company at any one time. And <laughs> now Vince say, is gone. He... They just got to get someone else back in. They pair them with Ronda, so you know, well, birds are a feather, a feather together, don't you? Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, that, that's a thing that happened. Um, next up, yeah. then uh, a bit of positive news, despite like known psychopaths coming out of the woodwork to, to produce <laughs> matches. Um, Fightful Select reports that morale within WWE is significantly higher than this time last year, attributed to less scripting, more creative input, and no perpetual fear of being fired. I mean, that'll do it, won't it? The that's, impending that's doom of losing your job, <laughs> like knowing that you might lose your job for sneezing, it's like. <laughs> I, I'd like to say that's me transcribing what, like, oh, sorry, sort of like not quoting what Fightful put, but it's basically verbatim that. Really? I read the article, but it also mentions that basically a lot of people in the company saw uh, this year's Royal Rumble as the creative nadir of the company. It was like, it was just yeah. like fucking, it was like rock bottom, wasn't it? I mean, even you, Troy, like, we were sat, we were watching yeah. it, we, and we were all just there going, the fuck, the fuck is this? The fuck are they doing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it just, I mean, remember year of, remember earlier this year when Shane McMahon was in the final four in the Royal Rumble? Jesus Christ. It's a different universe, Brock isn't it? Lesnar. It's a... <laughs> Shane McMahon and Brock Lesnar, two of the it's final It's like, you know, when you make your own, unlike the, a WWE 2K game, <laughs> and like all you creator wrestlers are like in the final, um, in, the, in the final, like four, it's like, oh, look, it's the Michelin man and the Milky Bark Kid and Brock Lesnar <laughs> and Shane McMahon. It's like that. Like, what? Yeah, but obviously, understandably, things are a lot better now that, like, a basically senile lunatic isn't running the company anymore, and he's not just, like, sacking people and claiming that burritos aren't real. No, burritos are very real. (laughs) Burritos are, like, the best food. Correct. (laughs) If if I could eat only one thing for the rest of my life, it would be burritos. Fair. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's good to hear. About the the burritos and about WWE being a better place to work. Because, you know, you you want everyone... Vince is currently just there. Sat looking sad with his new mistress in an um, Italian restaurant in New York somewhere. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> I mean, I've had jo- I've had jobs where like the, the the sort of workplace morale's been in the toilet, and like bosses have been like lunatics, and it fucking sucks. You hate going into work. It's like can definitely speak to that. Yeah, yeah. My last job. <laughs> yeah. If, <laughs> and if if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> you. You know who you are. You know, you what know you who you are. I, I think big taste. You can vouch like probably my last five. <laughs> yeah, you've you've been on a, a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a good run there, haven't you? Um, yeah. You work for like, well, I'm not gonna say you work for. I don't wanna, don't wanna, don't wanna put that out there, but you know, if yeah, it's it's that, not that, Dave Tesco. So no, it's not Dave that. Tesco anymore. So yeah, if you want to go, no, no, I'm not going to incite violence against Tesco. I still had to go there. Um, yeah. Right, moving on, um, shall we? Before we say something that's going to get us like in serious trouble. Um, <laughs> this this never happens when you're not here, Troy. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You, you bring it out. You, you make Jay act up, and it makes me act up, and I don't like it. That's because I've been spending too much time on the NXT podcast <laughs> yeah, with Aaron. Don't you it's bring that off. fucking nonsense in here? This is this, this is the big I mean, I, podcast. I, I, I spent. Um... I spent Saturday night watching uh, Survivor Series with Aaron, Joe, and Brian, so I can. I think some of that might have rubbed off on me. <laughs> I'm in a fucking kid soft play area. Jesus Christ. Um, right, next up. Uh, Daddy Dave. Speaking of kids, how about something from Daddy Dave? Dave Meltzer mentioned on Wrestling Observer Radio that last he heard, talks between WWE and Sasha Banks had stalled on money, although he notes that this was a while ago. So uh, for me, I mean, and, and, and I don't follow obviously the product as, as closely as some people. Surely, if Sasha's return was was imminent, like War Games would have been the perfect place to bring her back. It was in a hometown, yeah. That was the that was the moment. True. Um, I 
I I think it. I I think she's a. That's it. She's 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 gone she's now. Done. She's gone forever. Considering like three months ago, she was definitely back. Mm. This has Didn't been... she recently file for like some trademarks as well? She did, like... but I mean that's yeah. not necessarily a big thing because Charlotte did that about eighteen months ago as well. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Her and Andrade. That, so that I think I think for a lot of well, I think for a lot of for a lot of them, it's just like an insurance policy. So if something does go down, then they've mm. at least got their own name to fall back on, and, and they can start yeah. like. And I think I think if Sasha's definitely, and I'm not saying she's not coming back because I think you know you never say never do you're in this business. Never say never, but but she's I clearly she's clearly making at least contingency plans for a life outside of WWE. She yeah. was she was putting pictures on Instagram the other day that she was training with him. Um, was it in Japan? Hit iguana in uh, Mexico. Oh, was it Mexico? Oh, it was, that was Bandido's gym, wasn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah. AEW megastar Bandido. AEW star Bandido. Yeah. Um, so I'll be intrigued to see what I, I am intrigued. Well, whatever she does next, like it's it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, mm. absolutely. Very, 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 like good wrestler. Very interesting character. And you know what? Oh, if, it is, if, if it is just a money thing, get her fucking paid because, like, you know, she's arguably the, one of the biggest female stars in wrestling. So yeah, well, we, we she deserves of, it. We've kind of all said, I mean, like, she's she feels like she's a bigger star than WWE. Mm. Like, kind of both think she is, and also than the company itself at this point because right. of like stuff like the Mandalorian, because of like doing like New York Fashion Week and stuff like that. Like, she's. She's doing a lot of stuff outside the company, which normally Vince would hate. She's got yeah. what I believe the, the the marketing people call crossover appeal. Crossover yeah. appeal, like the Big Johnson and Mister Cena. Yeah, yeah. That's the it. Swerve and the Swerve yeah. and Sneaky I'd, Swerve. I'd like to see her get a running start or something like that, like a good a good run. Well, especially now that New Japan have just introduced a women's title, that would be a, would a great that would be a great time to go and do that, wouldn't it? I would be absolutely shocked if she didn't show up there. Mm. Uh, right, I, reckon, we'll I reckon she's gonna do like if she does wrestling, she's gonna be selective with her dates. Like she's gonna do tours of like the indies and probably end up in AEW, but just get paid I mean, mega books. Have a good she's... run all over the world before that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, right then, we'll finish off with some sad news. Well, not sad news, but a bit of a um, concerning news. Concerning mm, news, yeah, we'll say. Mm. Uh, so, Fightful Select reported that Randy Orton has had fusion surgery on his lower back and will be out of action for an extended period of time. Obviously, he's been out for most of the year with an injury. He was expected back in early 2023, but as of now, there is no timetable for his return. So basically, he's this is like something they've sort of uncovered during his like recovery process that his back was kind of fucked. Mm. Which is, it, yeah. I mean, there's, there's been, there's, I mean, no one said anything officially on the record, but there's been talk about like potentially never coming back. Yeah, Fightful yeah. um, said like he, he weren't sure he was going to come back and that he. Um, potentially, maybe like stuck around a little bit longer than he should before getting the team to, right. which is why obviously he's had to have a lot more like treatment on than and a lot more time off than initially thought. Man, imagine like if he fucked his career up just so he could like extend the run of okay, bro. <laughs> That's upsetting. <laughs> like, I'm not... it's, it's a like... massive shame because I, 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 I love Randy Orton, like, genuinely one of my all time favorites. Um, I don't think WWE misses him i think there's there's enough going on now but at the same time like i'd have him back like that 
It's mad, isn't it? Like him and Cena both just sort of faded out of existence. There was mm. no like, there was no big send off. There was no like big last no. match. If, if they're both done, if you never see either in the ring again, it's mad that, that that's how it oh, ended. Oh, Cena, Cena got like evaporated from time in the Firefly <laughs> and then came back, <laughs> and then yeah. came back like eighteen months later and just completely like shit on it. But you know, <laughs> yeah, that that would have been amazing if that was Cena's last match. I'm just saying it would have. And we all said it should have been like when it happened. We were like, oh my god, this would have been the this the, this the perfect way to oh. write it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I I hope to see uh, Orton back at some point. Um, obviously, as soon as he's well enough to do so, but it doesn't sound promising. Uh, mm. I mean, he's he's getting on a bit, and he's been wrestling a long time. And like these aren't these aren't factors he's to stack up. He's, only, he's not long term forty. Yeah, but he's been wrestling since he was like tw- like it's seventeen 10, or something 20. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Right, um, that'll do us for news then. Um, obviously, it sucks to end on a, a bit of a down like that, but um, you know, I'm sure we we wish Randy all the best. Hopefully, he's gonna uh, he can come back and reunite with Matt Riddle once more because fuck me, loads Riddle needs him. Um, he's with Elias now. Don't worry about it. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> oh, god. A, a, a much a much worse cowboy. <laughs> Um, right, we'll have a quick break if you're on Jack's radio. If you're listening on Jack's, wonderful. Um, if you're not, why not? Get onto it. Uh, we're going to have a bit of REM, the one I love, and then we'll pop back and run through Raw, SmackDown, and Survivor Series. Okay, we're back. Uh, we're going to start with a very, very brief run through Raw and SmackDown, so we can get to like the, sort of the meat of of this week's wrestling content, which feels like it was the the, the premium live event. So, um, yeah, Raw, Jay, you're the you're the chief. Monday night, man. What um, what do you make yeah. of Raw? Um, from what I saw of it, it looked all right. Um, it was a bit of a weird go home show, but you know, that's just the one thing WWE seems to be really struggling with doing at the moment is go home shows. Um, so yeah, they had Brawl and Brutes uh, wrestle Judgment Day, and they won. Um, again, this was just to kind of put a bit more momentum on the Brawl and Brutes. They did a bit more to build like the Loomis and Miz feud with the rematch happening at time recording tonight on Raw, so last night if you're listening on Jax. Um, Omos, squash Johnny Gargano. Omos made... Well, no, he, he lost to... Um, oh, no, he, he did. He won. It says he, it says he had Johnny won on the results I'm looking at. No, Omos caught him off the top rope and chokes them. Yeah, Omos beat Johnny. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, uh, what else do we have? Theory uh, beat Mustafa Theory Ali. Ali yeah. uh, Alpha Academy lost to Riddle and Elias, which has been kind of like the feud. Um, they, they've started a feud between Akira Tozawa and JBL, <laughs> which is something I didn't know I wanted. <laughs> um, it also led to Drew McIntyre um, beating Baron Corbin after... Tazawa ran off with JBL's cowboy hat. Um, Wonderful. Also, also worth noting, Akira Tazawa has a, his old look back where he's wearing like his cool sort of like shorts and ah, oh, like the Spider Man looking shorts. Yeah. So yeah. between yeah. between this burgeoning feud between Tazawa and JBL and everything happened with Jake Hager on Dynamite, I'm all for more hat based feuds in wrestling. <laughs> Jake Hager likes that hat. He does um, love that hat. Hat he loves that hat. Feuds. We need that's what we need more. Um, just more hats in general. More hats and wrestling. I want yes, every please. I want every wrestler to have a hat, and if that hat is stolen, they get really angry and chase after whoever stole it. <laughs> I, I love I love the whole thing about Dynamite with JK. Like 
through the match because he lost his hat. That was just like brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then so the main event of Raw then was Asuka v Rhea Ripley uh, when the winner gets the advantage in War Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rhea beat Asuka um, after basically loads of fuckery on the outside. Yeah, um, Rhea got out of an armbar by basically hitting her with Riptide, which was pretty cool. And then because yeah, wouldn't be a go home show without a big old brawl, would it? Yeah. So there was the OC brawling with the Judgment Day in the car park while the women from um, the War Games match brawled in the ring. Brawls as far as the eye can see. Brawl for say all. Brawl for all. Did, did, someone say, <laughs> did somebody say we're out of time? You'll have to see what happens at Survivor Series as it was going off, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Because um, that's, that's the rules. When there's a brawl, you have to say we're out of time. And like as the that, that's going like on. a proper WCW thing, that <laughs> yeah, that's like Tony Schiavone, like out of breath. <laughs> We're all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, yeah. So that was Raw. Um, onto SmackDown, and obviously we have the big return at the start of the show. Indeed, SmackDown had some absolute bangers. On to be fair, uh, yeah, Becky Lynch returned at the start of the show to announce as the fifth member of Team B- Team Bel Air. A uh, bit weird that they do it like just on the go home show at the pay per view, but whatever. Um, yeah, they, they, they teased it on Raw, didn't they? And then they said, oh, we're going to do yeah. it on SmackDown. I'd like to have seen them do it on the night. Do you remember like KO joined That's the team? I mean. at, uh, yeah, like, NXT. KO like, literally was like the last entrant and like it, it, they ran the clock down. And then Adam Cole was like looking like with a big grin on his face because he thinks Champa hasn't got any friends and then KO's music hits <laughs> and he just he had them call having an existential crisis in the middle of the ring <laughs> yeah definitely should have gone down that route yeah uh, so um, first match I mean I haven't seen this but it sounds like a banger Butch v Santos it was, Escobar oh it's yeah. so good yeah and the, the only issue I had with it was that like the outside interference and obviously they did it to protect Butch but I didn't think they needed it um so, yeah, uh, basically a bloodline attack. Um, Seamus and Drew um, and Kevin Owens backstage. A bit of meta, uh, a bit of meta commentary as well from uh, Wade Barrett. He said it's been an awful day for England because obviously they'd just drawn with yeah. the US in the World Cup <laughs> and then Butch oh, lost. They, they didn't stop fucking talking about it, mate. <laughs> All fucking show. I mean, it is the SmackDown the- World Cup. <laughs> The yeah, so, so, that, so, that, so obviously with, with the winning that match, San Francisco goes through to the World Cup final. Uh-huh. Also, the phantom drive that Santos Escobar hit on Butch, you'd think his soul had left his fucking body. <laughs> Actual war crime. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think if you had done it on like a, um, one of those like flare heat, heat capturing, capturing cameras, you'd see his soul actually rise into the ceiling <laughs> after receiving said phantom driver. The worst thing, um, to, happen, the worst thing to happen to England since Harry Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um God. yeah, so uh, then we got a Bray promo. Uh he's talking about how he doesn't want to be the fiend anymore and people want to see a monster from and he's trying not to be. Um Uncle Hardy comes on the screen and saying like saying he's lying about everything. It's shown a lot of like white family footage and like Little little bits of like Husky Harris, little bits of the fiend hmm. was predominantly like Bray Wyatt and like cult leader Bray. Um and like look, you've done this, you manipulated people before. I feel like we're going a long long way around with this, but it's still good. Um 
He tells White to wake up, and then you see LA Knight um, backstage, and he's got like his arm in a cast, and he's he said he didn't enjoy Thanksgiving because he was squashed by a pile of trash. Um, and if he was face to face with Wyatt, he would have stomped his head in. And later, later in the night, on weirdly on like an online video, like they put up on Twitter on actual SmackDown, mm. um, LA Knight had basically been attacked again by Bray, and got like a sort of like lightning box, like pressing him against the garage door. Um, yeah. which was yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about this feud. Like they've they've got really good chemistry. It's just a bit. It, it almost feels like it's starting to spin its wheels already. It's a bit of a bit of a sea view for Bray, though, isn't it, coming in? Like, with respect to LA Knight, he's not, like, Mr. Yeah. Main Event. Yeah, yeah, but it's weird that Bray's picked him. Like, it's obviously it's, he wants to do the promos with him. Mm. But I feel who like... better to do promos with, like, LA Knight's yeah. one of the absolute best there in promos. So yeah, but is anyone, uh, is, anyone, is anyone clamoring for Bray and LA Knight to, to go 20 minutes on a pay-per-view? I mean, I'll take that over it. some other stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be the worst thing you've ever seen. But... <laughs> can, can I interest you in Braun and Omos too? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> well, speaking of um... Um, speaking of atrocities, um, the Viking Raiders <laughs> beat Hit Row because Hit Row are just jobbers now. Apparently, that's all they're that's all they're good for. Triple H is probably looking at a break clause in these contracts that he signed like earlier this year. Fucking hell! Yeah, Triple H is looking at them like this. This felt like it was. It used to be better. Why? Why did it used to be better? What talk happened? Talk I've got about, all the guys there. Talk about buyer's remorse. They got no swear. It was the good one, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh shit. Buyer's remorse. <laughs> well, he, he, I mean, he swear was one of the people he tried to contract tamper with, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. The sneaky swear went straight to Tony Khan and grabbed like, him up. He's like, "Come on, swear! I resigned Hit Row for you and everything." He's like, "No, nah, mate, I don't want to." <laughs> I've got I mean, your mates. <laughs> Swerve 2023 and AEW is probably going to be huge. Like, I, just be gave, I just gave Top Dollar a blank check, mate. Please come back. <laughs> I, I said I'd buy him all the footy shirts he wants. I've got nothing no against it, bro. I've got, no, I've got nothing against it, bro. But they are—they're in trouble, aren't they? Like they're getting—they're getting jobbed yeah. out here. Yeah, this is this is this yeah. is a worrying trend. The thing is, I always thought that they were brought up from NXT a little bit too early, anyway, because definitely. S- like Swerve and Ashante were were good, but Bfab and Top Dollar were near when it went near mm. like what they could be. Well, that's not a slight on them. It's just I think they needed a bit G- more. Given how of strong the NST Tag Division is, and like how much they could learn from the guys they've got down there. Yeah, they also switched the dynamic, mm. didn't they? Because they had Top Dollar more as the front man when they came up, mm. which yeah. for me was wrong. Oh yeah, because Swerve's the star in that group. Yeah, without a doubt. It's just weird yeah, that they yeah. brought them up, and then like two weeks later they brought up Legado del Fantasma, who were like much more polished. Mm. And it's like, well, I'll clearly, yeah. obviously, these are the these are the shiny new toys that are going to like you know you're going to push the other ones to the back now. Um, but yeah, that, that happens a lot in wrestling, so I'm not going to slam anyone for that. Um, next up, then, in what see in what feels like a, a bit of a bit of a receipt for some dumb comments he might have made, um, Ricochet beat Braun Strowman. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we we literally we dumped on Hit Row there. We didn't even we didn't even talk about the match itself. Oh, so oh, we wrestled against the, the Raiders. Raiders. They lost. Yeah, yeah. they lost. Um, Sarah Logan's now called Valhalla. It's better than Magadi and Pale, I suppose. Um, yeah, right, you, just, you just have to get that in, didn't you? You just wanted to get that in there. Yeah, I, I was I was going to use minimum the Impaler this week, but you know, 
I thought Maga was still funny. Um, uh, but yeah, Ricochet beat Braun Strowman in four minutes um, because Flippy Floppy is the way to go, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> this is the uh, way. Ethereum distracted Braun and Ricochet like did the slowest roll up I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of man to roll up, to be fair. You have to go some distance to get him down to the mask. Yeah, he got in a crucifix <laughs> position. And Fightful on their like, report said he hit a crucifix bomb. That's very kind. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was, he put, he got a crucifix like, of Braun just like, lay back on the floor. It was like, you know, when people like tie things to like something tall and slowly pull it over. <laughs> like a stop, like, 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 stop like, like when you tree, it was like the course of half an hour, it doesn't fall into your house and like destroy yeah. it. You're like, yeah. yeah, it was literally like that. <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, the most important thing to take away from this we are going full Drun Ground now. We're getting King yeah. Querno versus Prince, Prince Puma in Prince the final. That Ooh. is going to oh, absolutely Lordy. fuck. It's going to be so good. Yeah. I'm very excited for that on SmackDown this week. I must yeah. say. Every time um, I look at every time I look at Imperium's names, I see they change one of the names to Giovanni Vinci. It makes me really angry. Don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I did that a while ago. To be fair, um, yeah, he did it when he was in NXT when they they split up Imperium, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. They, they called up two of Imperium to the main roster and took Giovanni away, and then yeah, it was really packaged odd. them and then brought them back. So odd. And they changed everyone's yeah. name about four times because they were like a bit too Nazi the first time. And like, oh shit. Instead, so, yeah. they went with Point Ludwig back. Kaiser because cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when his real name's much cooler than any name they gave him. Yeah. Axel Dieter Jr. is like the most German name going. <laughs> uh, yeah, on, then, but wait, so we'll t- we, we're not really talking about promos tonight, but we will talk about this on the Sami Zayn promo because this feels important. Yeah. This was great. So Sami's like, on his way into the Bloodline locker room and Kevin Owens stops him. And like, he basically, Sammy doesn't really talk to Kevin. Kevin's just talking at him, saying they're going to turn on you. They're, gonna, they're just using you. And as Sammy's trying to get back into the locker room, like Jay sort of stood in the door, listening and like seething. Yeah. Um, Cause he's a bad fucking hater. Um, and eventually like, like, KO sort of says, like, think how Roman treats his own blood. What's he going to do to you? And then walks so, off. And then I, I turn on them before they turn on you. Yeah. Mm. So as Sammy's about to go in, Jay, like, burst out and he's like, where you been? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I've, I got stuck in traffic. She's about 21 since you got here. No. Okay. <laughs> and then just walks off. Jay's like, you got here. Nope. <laughs> Jay's like, like, a fucking like shit older brother who just wants to like tell on you, tell on your parents that you've done something. <laughs> wrong. It's a um, good segment though. I like this bit. Jay, you're yeah, so it's... bad grass. <clears throat> oh, Jay, you're so such a hater. He's like <laughs> Silky Johnson, player hater of the year. Um, yeah. So, um, they did a weird backstage thing with Becky Lynch. It, it was odd. It felt like she was putting on her Irish accent to make her more Irish than she was these days, because you know she's got like the Americanized Irish accent these days. Yeah, um, it, it felt like she was trying to parody herself being the man. Right. Okay. It, was, it felt very forced. Um, there was a Shotty and Raquel thing. Uh, Ronda and Shayna broke Raquel's arm, 
And then <clears throat> this was right before it was meant to be Raquel and Shotty versus Shayna and Ronda. Um, so Shotty comes out alone, and about most of, most of the way through the match, Raquel comes out after them saying she'd gone to hospital. A local um, medical facility. No, they actually said a hospital. Oh, did, did, did they say the H word now? Are they allowed? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah they're, they're allowed. allowed that one now. Vince let, Vince let it back through the forbidden door. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, basically, Shayna and Ronda work over Raquel's arm, and Ronda puts the Yuji Gatami on and breaks Raquel's arm proper. Um, <clears throat> and then Shotzi reveals straight after the break that Raquel's got a dislocated elbow. Um, and we get the men's war games advantage match um, where Sheamus and Drew McIntyre defeat the Usos in an absolute banger of a match. Yes, um, boy. The finish of this was great as well. So Drew took everyone out on the outside except for Sammy and Kevin Owens. Right. Sammy goes to bring Jay Uso. Um, Jay and Sheamus are still in the ring. Sammy goes to bring Jay Uso. Um, the one of the tag titles and KO gets in the way and stops him and Sammy like sort of shoves him out the way uh, goes in the ring referee catches him and then like ejects Sammy essentially but Jay's still got the belt Jay goes to hit Sheamus with it Um, as the ref's like trying to eject Sammy KO comes in stunners Jay and then Sheamus gives him a bro kick for good measure Um and picks up the win, and Sammy just looks distraught on the ramp. Um, yeah, it was a really good match. Um, the storytelling in this is comfortably the best thing WWE are doing at the moment. Yeah, um, they they need to. I, I the the more it goes on, the more I think they need to strap up Sammy. They need, they need to have him to throw Roman. Mm. It's the right call. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was good there. It's good, good go on SmackDown. I thought it was much better than uh, what I'd seen on Raw. 100%. Fair. Yeah. Uh, right then. So we'll move on to the <clears throat> meat of seedings, which is uh, SmackDown 2022 Egg Electric Boogaloo. You are. SmackDown 2022. Uh, sorry, uh, Survivor Series 2022, Electric. <laughs> I was making a joke. I fucked it up. Uh, basically, I, 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 was, I was reminded literally earlier today that it was one year on from the Vince McMahon's goal. Oh, egg. from when, when they, they didn't have the rock, but they did have an egg. Yeah, the rock couldn't be there, but he sent his golden egg in his regards. Egg. Um, egg. Egg. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, War Games, uh, Survivor Series War Games. Oh, um, a, a fairly tight card because, as, as obviously, both War Games matches go real long, don't they? So it was uh, at least 45 minutes each. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah opened with Women's War Games. So that was uh, Team Bel Air versus Team Damage Control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, Team Bel Air was um, Bianca, Mia Yim, or Mitch, depending on what day it is. Um, both Becky Mitch and me, um, no, but they keep changing the name on WWE.com. That's, the oh, that's that's how they announced it, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know, but they keep changing it from one to the other on WWE.com. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Bianca, me, um, uh, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, Eosky, Rhea Ripley, and Nikki Cross. Um, it, this was fine, it wasn't. It wasn't amazing. Um, 
I said to you on um, Sunday, Ben, that it felt very much like there was people there was people in the match who wrestled in a war games match before, and there was people who hadn't but were more experienced than the people who had. Mm. So, and it was almost like they kind of tried to like sort of pull rank on it. So it felt a little bit disjointed at times. Yeah, uh, it, it wasn't bad. It was like it's by by no means was the worst war games match I've ever seen. Mm. It just it it was just fine. Um, Team Bel Air won. Uh, there was a there was a big spot where Nikki jumped off the cage. There was a big spot where the finish spot was Becky jumped off the top of the cage through um, EO and Dakota, Dakota yeah. on a table. That looked like a rough uh, landing. Just yes, yeah, landed on the right cage. through them. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, Eo's face. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. It, I I feel like. I feel like they really kind of fucked up Bailey coming back. You reckon? Because she well, she's not won anything. Mm. She, Is she's she not protected one... in the fact that she's in a stable rather than going alone? No, because I'm talking about singles matches. This is the end of the feud. Uh, Why not have damage control win that? Mm. At least they've won the feud. And I know they've got to protect Becky and Bianca as champion. And it's obviously done, been done to set up Rhea and Bianca next, but at the same time, like you, you've literally brought Bailey back with a faction. You made a massive emphasis on it, mm. and three, four months later, just waning she, a bit. She feels like she's just there, mm. like she she doesn't feel like she's in the position they brought her back in. Yeah, she feels yeah. like she just like yeah. steadily fell down yeah. in importance at, like since she come back. Uh, um, I I I thought um, <clears throat> the Saudi show was probably the perfect time for them to pull the trigger on Bailey and have her dethrone Bianca. Yeah, was um, that in the Fool's car? No, uh, last the, woman standing. Uh, last woman standing. I think. It, yeah. Oh no, that was Extreme Rules, wasn't it? Uh... He did. Yeah, because he did a ladder match. He did a singles match. Uh, um, the Saudi one and then Extreme Rules he did last one standing and she lost all of them on, no them. it wasn't just a singles match at Saudi because they had the golf cart and everything they went up to the top of the ramp that was at Saudi wasn't it so it couldn't have been a singles match otherwise they were both definitely I thought out. that I thought that was um, it was either a ladder match or the last woman standing it was a stipulation because she was driving about a golf cart they tried to dump her through the table might, off the top it might have been was it a ladder match it was one of them it might have been sad. He was the last woman standing. Yeah. Either uh, way, that was the pair. That was time. the time. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. um, <clears throat> yeah, they kind of. I feel like they dropped the ball there. Mm. Just shame because Bailey. Uh, Saudi was a last woman standing match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I thought the ladder match was the better time to be honest, but I thought by the time they got to the last woman standing, I was like, right. They they need because I, I feel like Bianca's reign starting to get a bit. Not stale, but samey. Mm. Um, they they're kind of doing the same thing with her over and over again. And if only someone could come back to challenge her, who could really legitimize her reign, like someone like a multi-time women's champion, um, like a queen almost. No, thank you. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but because it, it, no, because she won't. They'll bring they'll bring Charlotte back, and she'll fucking dethrone Bianca. Probably in a, a really like one sided and quite short match. And then Bianca's back to where she was two years ago. When I can't wait till Charlotte wins the Rumble and then um, she beats Bianca in three minutes in the first match of WrestleMania night one. Charlotte <laughs> should have won the Rumble last year when I had her in the fucking round the robin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. We'll move on. You don't get too bogged down on this. Um, yeah. Next up, a match. Uh, Balor me, Styles. So AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. Really good match, but a match Jamie and you both talked about yesterday and said they probably should have built a bit more. Yeah, probably should have built it a bit more. Probably could have shaved off about five minutes as well. Um, it was. I think. It was, I, think I think. I think the going too long is just like a hangover from when Edge was in this feud. Yeah, um, I think the thing with WWE is is that they want to. Well, I say WWE. Triple H is WWE. Is he wants to? He sees these matches that people like are clamoring for, like on the internet. Like, oh fucking hell, that 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 would be amazing. And then he gives it. But he wants it to be like how it would have been presented prior to them being in WWE, but still like a WWE match. He, he wants he wants uh, a twenty year old AJ Styles match out of a forty year old AJ Styles, which, <laughs> quite frankly, he's not going to get. Uh, and he basically well, wants he wants everything to be um, Tyler Black versus Davey Richards from Ring of Honor two thousand and ten, when they just spent forty minutes and hit a million finishes. Yes, um, I mean this. These two are great. They're always going to have a good match, and it wasn't a bad match, but but they're, but they're both in their forties. Yeah, I feel like I feel like my main criticism wasn't that it was more the fact that when whenever they kind of do a match like that and they try and portray it like that, all they think of is, oh, let's just do like a spot fest and hope for the best. Mm. I, I like Spotfests. I, I like. I think Spotfests. I, like I don't Spotfest. mind it. I personally feel I didn't mind this match. Like it was, it was okay. I think the build probably could have been a bit stronger. The match itself, I didn't feel like it ever felt like it got out of like third gear. That's what I mean. It was like it was like let's do the next spot. Let's do the it next like, spot. It felt it was building, but then it, I don't know. It might have just been me personally. It didn't build. No, I, I thought I, it was, but it, it, yeah. That was the point I was kind of like trying to go for. Like it, it felt like, it felt like it was very sort of like chopped, chopped together parts of all the matches they've mm. done, wrestled, just put together for this match. Again, yeah, sorry, again, it, Jamie, me and you yesterday said we we also felt this was possibly where they could have done a Survivor Series match with these two groups. They should have, they should have done yeah. a traditional Survivor Series match with Judgment Day, the OC. I, I don't know. Fuck it. Viking Raiders and Hit Row, just throw them in it. Because they're they're a a, a the big golden egg. Put that in there. <laughs> um, I thought the interference, like the, the, the brawl on the outside was unnecessary. Yeah, that's the other I'm kind of sick of all that. Didn't add um, anything to it. No. At all. No. I, I, it's a shame because, as I say, they're both excellent wrestlers. More than capable. Like, it's just, yeah. And yeah. if they would probably just given a bit more kind of creative license to just... Like, well, well, and again, Jay, we said this again yesterday. We, we ran this match down on the train yesterday. Um, this match, if you build it properly and you put a bit of care into it and you give it a few months and you put some storyline into it, this is a WrestleMania match. Yeah. Yeah. They've done this match twice in WWE and both times it was kind of just thrown on the card last minute. Mm. One time, admittedly, without like beyond WWE's control because it was when um, Bray got meningitis and like... yeah. 
like, what, like lots of people got meningitis, wasn't it? Like the whole roster had it. Like half the yeah, yeah like Kurt Angle joined the Shield. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so what? One time was like that, and then the other time was this, where it was like literally on the go home, or maybe the week before episode of Raw, where they were like, "Oh, let's do AJ Styles this one." But I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah. Uh, right, we'll move on. We'll move on because you have to. Um, so yeah. next up for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey beat Shotzi. Uh, right, they're, move, they're moving on from that. Um, US yeah. champion. Yeah, this this wasn't the best. Like there was a couple of fun spots, but it seemed it felt like it broke down very quickly, and it got was a that bit Ronda messy. And Shotzi or Ronda and Shotzi. Yeah, it was it was fine. Just nah. it wasn't bad. It, again, it was it was fine. It was just it it. It felt like a match that should have been on like an episode of SmackDown instead of a pay per view. Mm. Uh, next up, then, Mother's Lock Up Your Kids. Austin Theory defeated Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley to become the new United States champion. This was Hide a shock. Kids. Hide your wife. Uh, this match was banging. This is yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, I saw, I saw, I, I've not seen this, but I saw a, a clip of Bobby Lashley putting both men in the hurt lock, which looked fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Was kind of like... was... Oh, there was another bit as well where like, Theory does that like roll and drop, like shock and drop. He does where he rolls through the middle rope and sh- like gets really insane air and shock and drops him. And he did it to Seth, but Seth caught him and lager bombed him, which was insane. Oh, nice. yeah. That was cool. There were some really, really good spots like the the curb stomp where Theory and Lashley were sort of on their back and he used Theory as the stepping stone to yeah, the curb was... stomp Lashley. It was really cool. I thought that was the finish. Yeah, the finish was pretty cool. Like he, he did, Seth hit the suplex and then went up for the Falcon's arrow on Theory. And he got Theory up in the Falcon's arrow. Then Lashley speared Rollins. Rollins rolled. Uh, what had that, what that happened? It he was, speared it was Rollins. Speared Rollins. Theory fell on top of Rollins. That was it. Yeah. That was good. It uh, was like was triple threats are fun, man. But like this Seth is a Rollins cool dynamic. Is like the undisputed king of the triple threat, though. He's so fucking yeah. good at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've seen a bad triple threat Seth Rollins has been in. The one they had at Mania, was it him, Lashley, and Balor for the IC title a couple of him, years ago? Him, Miz and Balor. Miz and Balor, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the one with uh, Brock and Cena as well at, um, at uh, Royal Rumble. Yes. That was incredible. Yeah, yeah man. No, yeah. This, this, was, this was easily like the standout. Oh, yeah. what one of two standouts from the night? Yeah, really, really fun. Was yeah, the other, was the other standout possibly by the result? No, so was the other shot. Was the, was the other one possibly the men's war games match? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, shocking <laughs> result. Uh, do you think this frees up Seth Rollins to move back into the main event scene? Or um, I I'd be intrigued to see what Seth does next. It feels like. It feels like they want to continue that feud with Lashley. They just want to take it away from the US title picture mm. and just have it's it a as a grudge feud. And also, the theory they... can now feud with Johnny Gargano over the US title. <laughs> they made a big deal about the fact that like Rollins had the US title and was trying to like legitimize it and make it the like the main title on Raw sort of thing and and, and have these banger matches and stuff like that. It doesn't feel like he had it for all that long. Like I feel like it was a little early to take it off him. Yeah, I mean. I agree, but also I think one one thing that's quite good about it is that it's one of those reigns where like the title feels a lot more important after like than in a, in a better in a better mm. state. Um, yeah, 
I must admit, I think I think the the sort of the the Rollins Lashley era of the US title has done a lot for the belts. I think it definitely feels like a bigger deal. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Right, we'll move on then to the main event, the men's war games match. So this was the Bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes. Oof. This was fucking superb. Shout out to Kevin Owens for wearing the dusty shirt and the red elbow pad. Just right from the off, it was cracking. The, the only issue I had with it was he didn't have any cowboy boots on with his jeans. <laughs> I didn't have his knee pads over his jeans. Don't Otherwise, worry. it would have been perfect. And he didn't fight yeah. on a moving truck. <laughs> you can't have I everything, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, this is proof that you can have a really good match and tell a really good story at the same time if you try hard enough. Yeah, man. Yeah, like they, there was so many good like story beats in this. There was obviously um, the whole Sammy and Jay thing. So throughout the night, there was like backstage promos where like Jay's telling Roman like a little grass that uh, about Sammy talking to KO, and then Roman summons Sammy, and Sammy's like, "Well, I didn't tell Jay because." Trying to prepare for his match, I didn't. Want yeah, to... I didn't want to distract him from his match. Yeah. And he's hot head, and he doesn't trust me anyway. And it just distracted him. And Rome was like, "Oh yeah, I actually see that." But then he looked like he was going to murder him. Um, yeah. And then there was um, there was like Jake basically like going to Rome. Did you talk to him? Did you talk to him? He's like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out." So I uh, saw everything I needed to see. So, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it starts with Jay and Butch, and because the faces have the advantage. It's then Ridge, but Ridge and Butch and Jay. Uh, Jimmy goes to kind of even the odds, and Roman like grabs Jimmy by like his like waistband and pulls him back and goes Sammy. Whoa. So then it's forcing Sammy and Jay to work together. Mm. Um, after a little while in the match, uh, obviously Sammy and Jay went together. As soon as Jimmy comes in, Jay's like, "Oh fuck, Sammy again!" <laughs> um, and like- just like it's. It was uh, Jimmy like slid in tables, didn't he? Yeah. And like Sammy, Sammy goes to help Jay setting one up, and Jay just starts kicking off at Sammy. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. There um, was um, there was some cool spots. There. So shout out to Jay, like his selling for that, like that first five six minutes or whatever, just getting battered by Dunn and then Ridge as well, just being absolutely. Apparently, dumb. um, he broke his hand quite early in the match. Really. Yeah. He had a scan on it like a month or so ago because they thought he'd already broken it. It turned out he had like yeah. just uh, like ligament damage or something like that. I think it was uh, Sarah said like she, when we were watching it that she'd heard um, she'd heard Jimmy say to the referee, Jay said he's broke his hand. Oh shit. There was a cool that- spot where I might have been Pete done like Jay was behind the ropes and Sammy like pulled him out of the way to, to save him. Yeah, yeah he, he went, turns he went around it's like, like I've a- got you, like I'm with you, I've got you. Uh, mm. But that, that whole thing playing through was really, really cool. But I also noticed how how much they kept Sammy and KO away from each other the entire match. Like, yeah. they were never in the same ring. And when one of them did bowl into the other ring, the other one bowled out into the other. Like, they did a really good job of keeping them away from each other. Yeah, so they basically, like, before... before Ro- oh, also, point out, Roman was sat on, like, a stool within the cage. That was hilarious. Was brilliant. <laughs> Everyone um, else stood up. <laughs> Yeah, so like essentially everyone's everyone except Roman's in the cage. The brawling brutes um are beaten down. Um I think it was the Usos and Sammy, while Drew and Kevin are beaten down solo. Uh, Roman comes in and like kind of like rallies the troops yeah. after like a lot of sort of back and forth. 
Kevin Owens manages to hit Roman with a pop-up powerbomb and a stunner. And as he's pinning Roman, this is the key storytelling thing, which I thought that was fucking brilliant. Mm. Sammy breaks it up, not by hitting KO, but by grabbing the ref's arm. Yeah. So clever. Kevin turns and looks at Sammy. Sammy's looking like torn, looking at Kevin. And then Kevin kind of breaks the fall. Sammy releases the ref's hand. And they have like a stare down. And before anything can happen, Jimmy Uso super goes to super kick KO. KO grabs his foot and Sammy low blows KO. Uh, put KO like sort of staggers into the corner. And then Sammy like looks down at Roman for approval and then like murders KO with two halluva kicks. Um, and then like presents him to Jey Uso and tells oh, Jey to, to get the pin. Yeah. Um, Jay does. And then Roman hugs Sammy. Um, Jay hugs Sammy. Yeah. Everyone kind of like acknowledges that Sammy's part of the bloodline. It was it was a fucking it was awesome. So thing. good. The storytelling so in that match was brilliant. Um, yeah. And it's one of those things where I think that's that's one thing that Triple H really needs credit for in his kind of in his run is that he's not been scared. Like if if Vince had like a direction he wanted to go. And the fans wanted to go one way, Vince would still go the way he wanted to go. Mm. Whereas Triple H just seen this and gone, oh god, this Sammy thing would get bigger than I thought it would. Yeah. So now he's just going with it. Yeah. And yeah. they've got they've got a really good story on their hands. Um and potential to be one of the best things they do probably since like Daniel Bryan won the title or the Festival mm. of Friendship. Mm. Certainly the best underdog story in the best, like sort of, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. As as I said earlier, and I'll say every week until it happens, Sammy should have thrown Roman. Mm. Just trying to whirl into business, just making it, making Sammy's it, trying Sammy Zayn after getting turned on by Roman. I don't give a fuck if Roman retains this WrestleMania. They could drag this out to Mania forty. Sammy Zayn gets turned on by Roman around SummerSlam next year, and then we get the build to Mania the year after. And then he comes back at the Rumble, wins it, and then takes oh. it off Roman. Oh, what a Chef's fucking story kiss. that would be! Yeah, yeah, they could that do was, it. That was they... a quality, quality match. There, like so much fun, so many little fun spots. It was a bit where all of like the the faces hit the ten beats of the the Baldwin, like yeah. in the middle on all the members of the Bloodline. That was really cool. Um, I, I, I loved with that with him. So. I think it was Drew was doing it to Solo and KO was doing it to... No, Drew's doing it to Sammy and KO was doing it to Solo. And because, like, Sheamus kept hitting KO, KO just pulled Solo out and started punching him on the floor. <laughs> and Drew, like, Drew did the same because he kept getting caught by Ridge. <laughs> also, <clears throat> it feels very much like Solo's tapping into big, big Umaga vibes. Like, especially in that match. I don't think I'd noticed it before, but they kept dropping it on commentary as well. Like, Corey Graves was was really playing it up. I mean, as his nephew. Hmm. Yeah, of course. But yeah, it was cool to see. But overall, I thought it was fucking fantastic. Uh, Right, Jen, do you want to, before we move on, do you want to just give Survivor Series War Games a quick score out of 10? Probably. Out of 10? I'd give it a six and a half because I think. The last two matches were great. Everything that led up to it was a bit of a slog. Yeah, I agree. I love the last last two matches, but 
there was too much on the card that let it down. So, yeah, six and a half. Okay, okay. Uh, right, we'll have a little quick advert before we crack into some AEW. Uh, so, are you having trouble sleeping but always feel tired? It's time to try Recovery PM and see why thousands of customers keep coming back for more. Most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. The problem with that is that if you can't relax and fall asleep in the first place, that melatonin is just going to make you irritable. Recovery PM is a professional blend of nine clinically proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers plus magnesium. So you're ready to relax and then experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. Your whole life is affected by lack of sleep. Your work, your relationships, your mood, your performance, and guys, yep, that includes in the bedroom. Did you know lack of sleep reduces your testosterone as much as by aging 10 years? So upgrade to Recovery PM for 30 days and you'll be amazed at how you feel. Thousands of people already have and over 85% of them have come back for more. So uh, this is where we always add lib a bit. So we throw it over to Jay. Jay is obviously, um, you're trialing this for us as well. You're the, you're the, you're the podcast guinea pig. You're, um, you're sort <laughs> yes. of... You're, you're now working. You're, you're, you have to get up early for work nowadays. Uh, now this at this stage in your life. Yes. Yeah, so just to kind of like for anyone who who's listening who, who obviously hasn't heard me talk about this before, I went from working a job that was predominantly evenings to one which is predominantly early mornings. So my sleep patterns drastically changed. So I needed something to kind of be able to regulate that and essentially like smooth the process as opposed to me just like trying for weeks to sort it out uh, i've been taking recovery pm for about two and a half weeks now and even even if i don't get like a full like eight hours the sleep i do get i feel better for because it's like a deep sleep as opposed to me like waking up every like every now and again uh, which is I'm, i was a very light sleeper this is just like literally I like I've, cert- I've certainly noticed um, you posting a lot in Discord early in the morning, a lot more, which suggests that when, you, when your you're early up, morning step, when you're up and you're, you're in your wake, you're a lot more alert. You're a yeah. lot more. Sort of... um, yeah. But yeah, I've I've definitely noticed. Like uh, again, like I'm not I'm not really a morning person. Um, um, it usually takes me like a good like sort of hour or so to kind of get myself ready for the day um mm-hmm. whereas this is sort of i'm literally when i'm up that's it i'm i'm up from about um i feel like i've got a lot more energy I, i've definitely i'd say within two weeks i've definitely noticed a significant change in it mm-hmm. which i couldn't recommend it enough but so how can people get hold of some if they want to join you jay and, and experience deep restorative sleep uh, they can go to recoverypm.com. Use the code UWP, all caps, for 15% off your entire order. And get the best sleep of your life today at recoverypm.com or legacysubs.com as well. Uh, if you want. They've, got, they've got a lot more like kind of um, workout routine stuff and stuff like that as well. There. Smashing. Uh, right, okay, and if you're on Jack's Radio, we'll have another quick break. Uh, we'll have uh, some Blackstone Cherry and we'll have some Pixies. And then we'll be back to talk all things AEW. 
Okay, we're back. Uh, right, so we're going to smash through. We went a bit long on on the WWE stuff, obviously, because of, of all the, the bits and bobs going on. So we're going to we're going to smash through some AW news, and then we'll get on to a little bit of rest of the world. We've got um, a show me and Jay went to yesterday. We want to talk about very briefly at the end. Uh, so first, AW story, and it is the big one. It's what we've all been waiting for. It's been teased for for so long, but Kenny Omega has announced that he will return to New Japan Pro Wrestling, and he will be facing Will Ospreay for the IWGP US title. Yeah, I'll take that all day. Thank you. Yeah, and this mean, this feels massive. On the dicks on the yeah. table to try and get match of the year early on, aren't you? <laughs> so is this, is this going to be Wrestle Kingdom? Yes. Yeah, I think so. So Wrestle said- Kingdom's only going to be two nights this year, and it's going to be weird because one's going to be on the fourth of January, as is tradition, and I believe the other is the twenty first of January. Oh right, okay. Hey. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they did. They did it last year where they did like three days, didn't they? So it was like the fourth. Yeah, they had the, the Noah night though, didn't they? Yeah. I thought they were all back so, to back. Or was the third one like a few days? The after? The third was like the eighth. Oh, so it was okay. like the the um, day one was like on a Wednesday, I think. Then day right. two was on a Thursday, and then day three was on like a Sunday. Right. Why um, not? Well, let's just ignore Friday, Saturday, and have all the other days. <laughs> yeah, like that. Whereas, that's what people, that's what people this, want. Whereas this is. Um, Instead, it's basically like it's three weeks or after mm. allows them. But I think that's a I think that's quite a wise idea, given the fact that there's all the like it's the same weekend as the Great Muta um, retirement show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, I think sense. it's in the same. I think it's in the same city. It's like the day before. So what you're right. saying is going to be there? Probably. Sting, yeah. Sting and Darby will probably show up. Yeah, I imagine. yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but also the other thing is um, there's like obviously a lot of stuff within Japan around that week, but also within AEW and other like companies that they might want to use talent from. Mm. I've got a lot of stuff on the weeks in between, so it makes sense for them really to kind of put it on hold for a couple of weeks. But they, yeah. this match will be phenomenal. FTR versus the winners of the World Tag League will be phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Ren Narita versus Zack Sabre Jr. could be like the sleeper fucking match of the night for me. Um, Daddy yeah, Dave's just like, going to give up all the stars in January. Well, he's he's, he's, he's yeah. going to be none left for the rest of the year. They're all going in January. The, the <laughs> thing is, though, like that same week, we've got a battle of the belts and we've got Bowler. That's yeah. mad. And we'll we've talk, got we'll, like we'll, we'll talk about Bowler in a bit. AW do the New Year show, don't you? That there's like. The ascent. It's the same day as Wrestle Kingdom this year, so and it it's around that. Bit. It's around that time. We'll probably have the seventh match in the best of seven series between the uh, the Elite and Death Triangle. It's, it's the week after. Yeah. So it's yeah. Don't um don't make any plans for January. Just all wrestling apparently. Pack Pack's gonna twat Kenny Omega with a hammer in January with with a, with a, like yeah. a Donkey Kong style like Smash Brothers like Met <laughs> Super Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> that, Kenny will have like the fiend hammer and Pac will get like a sledgehammer out and the referee will just start crying uh, right, mo- <laughs> Please. moving on a story that makes me very happy um, speaking to TMZ Action Bronson basically commented about his wrestling career and said quote I'm an old man but I still have some good athleticism in me seven more years of athleticism if I play my cards right I'm telling you I'm ready to go I'm always ready I see storylines galore I feel like there's a storyline for the next ten years with me Yes, please. Give me yeah. more Bronsolino in AEW, please. Because <laughs> that was even, even if it's just every year at Grand Slam, Action Bronson Hook versus whoever. <laughs> Action Bronson yeah. Hook just destroy Matt Menard and Angelo Parker again. The Action Bronson every open year, invitation. Yeah. <laughs> every year, Daddy Magic gets hit so hard his nipples get a rep. 
Um, <laughs> fuck off. But yeah, I mean, they, they had a really fun match at Grand Slam. Uh, I really enjoyed yeah. it. I thought Action Bronze was actually pretty good for someone who had like three weeks of wrestling training. Yeah, man. And yeah, more of that, please. That would be lovely. Yeah, um, say three weeks. He's made for Taz. He's probably been training for fucking years. Yeah. I love this because it started out with like Hook coming out at an Action Bronze concert because no for no reason, and then Action mm. Bronson like in a wrestling ring with Hook. So I love this like this like relationship they've got where they like bleeding into each other's like careers, which mm. is really really cool. I, uh, I love the story as well where like Hook was like listening to it and Taz was like, oh, "I'm friends with him. Do you want me to see him in the entrance?" <laughs> because because of course Taz knows Action Bronson like personally. yeah, they're both from uh, from New York, Brooklyn, aren't they? Who yeah. was Once I talking? Brooklyn once from Queens. Who was I talking to? Oh, so um, my mate Mark O'Connor. Um, some of that his mates, some of his mates were over uh, earlier this year. And I went off for a drink with them, and they yeah. were saying like Action Bronson's like like hangout like recording studio is like a block away from where they work, so they could see him like around town like all the time. Nice, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Then moving on, last little bit of AW news for today. Um, Dave Meltzer got himself in a bit of a pickle. Um, so basically, a couple of days ago, we put a story out, or maybe I mean yesterday, put a story out saying that um, William Regal's AEW contract was only for one year. This fueled wild speculation that he could be tempted back to WWE once his contract expires. Given that he's probably about six months in, maybe to his to his deal, uh, he's about six months into it to his to his AEW career. Um, <laughs> Meltzer has backtracked and corrected himself and said that he actually now understands that Regal has signed a three-year deal, and so. Tit. <laughs> never letting good sources get in the way of a sensational story. Re- Regal's um, about to sink his teeth into like the next chapter of his AEW career. Not the way that HDL sank his teeth into Kenny Omega. No. Yeah. More on that later. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So we're going to see Regal in AEW. I-, I like Regal in AEW. I think he's still got story. I, I-, I have a f- this weird feeling that he'll be in AEW for around the same length of time that Brian Danielson's there. Hmm. I honestly think he might be there longer. You reckon he'll, you reckon he'll end up in a little, little coaching role or something? Well, I feel like he's already in that role. Mm. I mean, I mean just, like, he, they, let's, they, let's now need, they now need him to come out of year and say blood and guts, don't they? So. Yeah. But let, let's face it as well with like, um, you look at some of the young talent who's kind of progressed, like, who wrestled that style. And obviously, you look at like the vignettes of like Blackpool Combat Club, where it's Regal and Yuta training. You can't tell me for a second that Regal hasn't like pulled like a Lee Moriarty or Daniel Garcia to one side, or even MJF. Well, Danielson and, said that he said like him and Regal get to, when it's like TV day. Him and Regal get there at, like ten in the morning, and they just get in the ring, and like anyone can just come in and work with them. Yeah, and I know. Um, and if I if I was a young wrestler, I'd be getting there at like five past ten, yeah. <laughs> and, getting and, in that ring. Well, I know Jay Cargill said that like. Brian Daniels and took like a special interest in like helping her get better mm. and like because she's shown the interest in learning from him. So I imagine probably Regal's doing the same because he's William Regal and he's like the fucking king of r- professional wrestling in my eyes. Yeah. Um but yeah, this is th- this is very very good news. I think I think Regal's been an absolute breath of fresh air on dynamite, whether it's him trying to get his wicked way with Excalibur or whether it's him slapping people. I mean if he leave if he even if he leaves AW without deep kissing Excalibur, I'll be so upset. I'll be fucking <laughs> furious. Um I want a live sex celebration of Regal and Excalibur on a pay per view. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh I I mean even even looking at like his promo work, like 
the the promo he did with MJF a couple of weeks ago was fucking outstanding. Yeah. Um, the the man's a wealth of knowledge, like he and he's only a benefit for the company. Yeah. Speaking of Regal, should we should we get into some dynamite tea? Yeah. So what we'll do? We'll have, a, we'll have, a, we'll have another. I got quick that brief. reference. We'll have another quick break for people on Jacks uh, for no reason whatsoever. We'll have uh, I can't feel my face by the weekend. A song that's absolutely not about cocaine. <laughs> and then we'll get right back in to some Dynamite and Rampage recaps. Okay, we're back. We're going to go through some AEW recaps. We'll start out with this week's Dynamite. Uh, and this started out with, yes, as we just, the man we just spoke about, the gentleman villain himself, Mr. William Regal. Like, sort of, like, dangling himself. He's, he put himself in a dangerous position, basically, didn't he? He was... He was very much a red sheet waving in the wind while an angry bull in John Moxley was... <laughs> an, angry, an angry John Moxley-shaped bull basically just charged was, to the ring. Was, like, storming around the arena looking for violence. Um, this yes. was great. So Regal was like, I'm not going to tell you why I did this this week. Um, MJF's off being a film star, so we'll tell you next week. Um, and then Mox come out and was like, the, the time of this was fucking brilliant. Where by the time Mox was like in the ring and about to kill Regal, Danielson was already in there between the two. Yeah, he was like, Oh no, I, 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 I can't have this happen on live TV. Yeah, this is great. Danielson, like, literally on his knees, like, begging Moxie to not murder him. And Moxie it was, was like, cool though, because like Danielson took it to a really personal like point of view where it was like Regal yeah, helped his dad, with, yeah, with his dad's substance abuse. And yeah, yeah, um, and Moxie just told Regal to just keep walking. Just walk, turn around and keep going. Yeah. Um, Very much it. If I, I see you again, it's on site, basically. I, I like this because I think that there's, there's potential for a few ways they could do it. They could either do it where Regal essentially creates the Blackpool Combat Club without John Moxley and everyone turns on Mox. Or because I think Mox is better as like a one man army anyway. Mm. Uh, or the other thing is obviously Regal then. Creates a like his own new kind of essentially. If the Blackpool Combat Club are like the Murder X Men, Regal and MJF create their own Murder Brotherhood of Mutants, and Regal goes from being Professor Xavier to Magneto. Next up, we had a quick Keith Lee promo backstage. Him and Swerve have some private conversations. Don't know where that's going. Obviously, it's going to lead to them having a blood feud. Look forward to that. Keith Lee's in so much danger. <laughs> uh, next up, first match of the night, we had Orange Cassidy defending the Atlantic title against Jake Hager. A lot of hat-based comedy in this, which I, I really enjoyed. I love Why this. does Jake Hager look like he's on spring break? So he's been you know, on Twitter. He's been posting pictures of himself, like doing various things, just in a pair of shorts, no no shirt, and his purple hat. So right, like, yeah, yesterday, yesterday it was him filled up his, his, like, his Maserati. Today it was just him in the in like the supermarket putting some like some frozen veg in his trolley. <laughs> and and the caption the caption is just every time just I love this hat. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Essentially. Like when Jericho was feuding with Danielson and the, the old Daniel Garcia thing, he gave Daniel Garcia that hat oh, to try yeah, and yeah, like yeah. emasculate him. Yeah. And then Hager picked it up because he liked the hat and kept it for himself. And that's now a thing. That, that's and, now a thing. Now he gets really angry if you take his hat off and murder Yeah. Him. Like if you take his hat off. And, and it's the him. perfect character for Jake Hager. He's just a big knucklehead who gets angry if you take his favorite hat off him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's perfect. Um, so yeah, Orange Chastity wins, obviously. Uh, after the match, um, Factory and QT Marshall come out, sort of fuck around, 
and then the best friends come out to run them off, and then the lights go out, the House of Black appear, they're back, whoop, whoop. and they murder basically everybody. Uh, Malachi my Black my favourite like thing about digits. this was they teased that it was murder housing first, didn't they? Yeah. And I was like, I'll be okay if murder housing comes out and just kill, keeps killing QT Marshall. And then when the lights come back over, it was Julia. I was like, "Oh fuck! Oh god! Oh god! Everything's going wrong for these guys." And then, like, yeah, the house, the house, black just kill everybody. Um, oh, my security god. guard gets a gonzo bomb. Oh, no, get Dante Inferno. Sorry, on the um, on the apron, yeah. on the on the ramp. On the but stage. he gets, but it's Dante Inferno, Buddy and Brody, not which Malachi I Brody. think looks much better than Malachi and Brody do. Which maybe hints that Brody and Buddy will be a tag team now, and Malachi will I... be the singles guy. See, I think that's the way they should go, because even though the Kings of the Black Throne are a fucking awesome tag team, I feel like Malachi is much more compelling as a singles guy. 100%. Yeah. I mean, all three are more compelling as singles guys, but I feel like Brody and, Brody and Buddy as like a pair of like just juggernauts, yeah. just killing everything in sight yeah. is great. Yeah. Uh, next up, then, we have the final of the Full Gear Eliminated Tournament. Uh, Ricky Starks, My Ethan Page. fucking guy. Ricky Starks wins via gratuitous spears. What did I fucking tell you last week, Big Tasty? Yep. All what of did the sp- I fucking say? All of the spears. Um, Ricky, I'm... Yeah, which is good. I mean, so that means it's really cool. Ricky Stark's going to be... Obviously, the, the babyface push for Ricky now is huge. He's mad over the fans. He's going to be MGF's first big face challenger, which is great. Uh, can't wait for that. I mean, the promos there are going to be fire, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I, I think this is... What's good about this is... Obviously, MJF's not losing his first defense. We, we we can all admit that. Yeah, but um, if they can call this back because Ricky's injured, so they can call it back when Ricky's one hundred percent. Yeah, the the momentum that Ricky's going to gather from like picking himself up from losing that, I think he could they honestly can put themselves in a position where they can replicate what they did with Hangman. Yeah. Mm. Uh, next up, another back quick promo. Uh, Jade Cargill's backstage, um, basically talking about the Bow Wow situation. Mark Sterling comes in, says no comment, uh, and then Kira Hogan basically gets kicked out of the baddies for failing to do a job properly. She has to sign a document. Her basically has severance papers off Mark Sterling. So it's just the start of Kira Hogan, like sort of anti baddie because Red Velvet's back, isn't she? So she's like replaced Kira Hogan. I'm trying to think who she could like side with. It feels like there's a lot of women in AEW who are getting fed up with Jade shit. Yeah, I think so the, end, the, like, end, the end. The end might be you know it might be the beginning of the end of, of Jade's title reign. To be fair, you no, know um, do women's blood and guts cowards. <laughs> uh, next up, then we have match two of the best of seven series: the Death Triangle versus the Elite. The best of what? Best seven. of seven. Seven. Yeah, it's like yeah. baseball, mate. I'm going to see this match seven times. Yeah. Fucking hell. But I mean, it's, it's, de- it's literally the Death Triangle. I've about the Elite and Death Triangle seven times. Um, again, this, this was very similar to the to the one on the paper. It was just fucking nuts. Uh, there was a little bit, there was a couple of. Um, well, it wasn't, spots. was it? Because it, it was in Chicago. So there's a couple of cheeky Also, spots. wasn't this. I know it wasn't the third. I thought it was the third. Yeah, it was in Chicago. Um, So there was a lot of references to No Chill Phil. Um, Obviously, they came out to fuck the elite chance, so <laughs> they uh, they went with it. Uh, Matt Jackson did the uh, spot where CM Punk botched the buckshot and fell on his ass. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah, there Kenny was a bit Kenny where Kenny, Pac- pretend, Kenny pretended to bite Pac's arm. Yeah, Kenny starts biting Pac's arm. <laughs> Didn't Kenny, he give him a go to sleep? Kenny hit Pac with a go to sleep. Okay. Um, I. Yeah. 
<clears throat> I think I'm going to say this now, so I look really smart when it happens. I oh, think. Okay. Well, I, I think they're not gonna they're not gonna not do this if. But sorry, let me rephrase. I don't think Tony Khan would let them get away with this if he wasn't coming back. If Punk wasn't coming back, yeah. And also the other thing, seeing Punk goes on a was going on in that fucking tirade about oh I draw the most money in AW. Prove it. Put your money where your mouth is. Put your fucking cry ass on the side and tear down the house with Kenny Omega, you piece of shit. <laughs> Called out. Uh, yeah, so uh, this finished... Come uh, at me, Phil. So this finished with Matt Jackson about to hit a, uh, use a hammer to win, but Penta had his own hammer. And this is just going to, like we said before, this is going to escalate to like the final match where everyone's, even the refs, like Mike Knox just be with two hammers, one in each hand, just weeping openly. <laughs> and, like no one knows what's going on. Penta came up behind Matt Jackson like the fucking Babadook with a hammer. It'll be like and that bit like, in Super Mario with a hammer. Just them on top like of a the million head. hammers at you. You know, and it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's going to be like the final match in the series. off Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and just like brained Matt Jackson with the hammer. Yeah, so the, so the big shocker here is uh, they're trying to go up 2-0, two, two to nothing, um, take a 2-0 no lead. You know, so. you know what? What I love about, about this already is that both matches have felt different. Yeah. But also have been like really, really high quality, like like madness. Which is it, yeah. it's a it's a very old school approach to take, and obviously by Troy's reaction to being a best of seven, it's something that like a modern audience was, is going to struggle with because I, I saw Twitter like imploding when they announced it, and I was just like, WCW used to do this all the time. WWE used to do it like twenty years. I ago. remember they did Sheamus and fucking Cesaro in a best. Yeah. Of, was that a seven or a five? Best of five was that? Best of five. Yeah, I, 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 remember, I remember. I remember the good old days of the Moses machine guns and beer money. Best of five for the tag titles. Yeah, those, yeah. those are the days. Uh, right. They did. They did a really good one with the senior and Booker T. Yeah. All right, moving on. Next up, Renee came. Renee Paquette comes out on stage. Big announcement: AEW and Thunder Rosa have agreed that she'll relinquish the women's title. Jamie Hayter is now the official AEW Women's Champion. Not only that, Tony Storm's interim title reign has been posthumously credited as a full title reign as well, because yeah. because Thunder Rosa was injured at the point where the interim title was um, created. Basically, they've gone back and legitimized like the entire women's title mm. run. They doing that with the men's one as well. No, no, it's only because she yeah. couldn't. Basically, it's just Tony, oh. Tony Khan said because he did it for CM Punk and let him have an interim title reign because he was only out for a few weeks. Oh. They, had to, they had to offer that to Thunder Rosa as well, but because she's not going to be back in time to, to challenge, basically, they've retroactively stripped her of the belt and like oh. everything going forward is, is like an official title reign. I guess or, that makes sense. Also, lest we forget that Thunder Rosa is fucking terrified of Jamie Storm. <laughs> hey, Jamie Storm. Jamie Hater. Yeah, <laughs> she broke she broke her nose and then hid in the toilet. MMA <laughs> fighter like, Thunder Rosa le- apparently legitimately did. Yeah, um, again <laughs> it was also apparently because she was basically downplaying her back injury and then couldn't extend properly on her brainbuster. Yeah, and she that she came down awkward. But that's that's all Harris all her saying. I don't know anything you know official. Anyway, next up we had uh, some women's tag action. We had Jamie Hater and Britt Baker versus Anna Jay and Ty Mello versus Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue. Again, you love to see Willow Nightingale appearing up on Dynamite. It's yes, all boy. all Willow all the time. Give her the belt off Jade. I tell you Go what, Sky Blue's come on leaps and bounds in the last. Sky Blue's looking real good, yeah. She's only like twenty as well, isn't she? Yeah, she's like it's all that time I hanging around with her with Dante in it. Yeah. She'd be doing like mad like, sunset flips. In a couple Dan, of weeks. Dante's been letting away the amulet for a few hours just to get some of his powers. <laughs> uh, yeah, fun match. Uh, obviously, Jamie and Britt picked the win. Um, yeah, nothing really out of the ordinary here. Well, um, it was interesting that 
Britt pick up the victory, and then Britt made the point of handing Jamie the belts. Yeah, she's it's fine. Don't worry about it. Britt's fine. Um, Britt, Britt's turned on Jamie before Revolution. I'm saying that. Uh, next up, then we have a match set for Rampage, which we'll talk about in a second. FTR versus Top Flight. Yay! That yes, was fun. please. Um, and the acclaimed came out, and they were going to have a little scissor party, but Sanjay, Jay Lethal, and Jeff Jarrett stopped them. So that's their next feud, I guess. No, thank you. Yeah, All right, we'll deal with that. Um, we'll, cross that we'll cross the bridge when we come to it. Don't worry. And yeah, we'll talk. They, they basically, he, he said slap nuts in the rap, didn't he? Yeah. Jeff Jarrett was like, it was like saying fucking Charlotte Flair three times in the mirror when she comes and then someone's the title ring. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett just showed up and was like, "Do you say my catchphrase?" Right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to sort of push on because we're running out of time. Um, yeah, we'll talk about FCR and top flight. Well, uh, first of all, we've got to... Jericho was amazing. Jericho was incredible. He chopped yeah. Jericho's. He chopped Jericho's crucifix, like his little cross that he has, into his chest to the point where Jericho had blood pouring down his chest. Okay, glorious violence. Um, yeah, this was just this was just like Jericho running away from a serial killer, basically. For the most part <laughs> of this match. He also hit an amazing code breaker, which I didn't think Ishii had in him. Yeah. <laughs> this, match, this, match, this match was incredible. This was a really, yeah. really good match. Um, like Chris Jericho was making a late, like late run for wrestler of the year for me. Really fucking is. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Absolute. About putting him in your awards for the end of the year, mate. Absolutely. Well, Check this match I out. Mean, it was it was phenomenal. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and and a, a big shocker at the end. Good. A big a big shocker at the end. Jericho taps out each year in the Lion Tamer. Boom. Yeah, so he's got him in the walls of Jericho, and then he sort of pulls him up, puts him in the Lion Tamer. Each year, he just gives Jericho the finger, and then like immediately taps out afterwards. <laughs> he taps with his middle finger, like pointing yeah. at Jericho. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's fucking boss. Yeah, so yeah, this, this is a man. Yeah, really, really, really good fun. Excellent match. Really, really good main event. Right, moving on to Ooh. Rampage. Uh, we start out with that match FTR versus Tough Light. Again, phenomenal match. Really, really good fun. Uh, really good clash of styles. Uh, FTR obviously trying. We're almost working a little bit heelish. Obviously, they're using like not dirty tricks, but a little bit of gamesmanship to sort of keep Tough Light grounded and sort of sort of mm. outdo them because they're not they can't catch them. They're not fast enough to, to sort of compete yeah. with them. But yeah, that it was, was fucking incredible. Yeah, so the finisher was dancing for the nosedive, which is the sort of double jump rope moonsault. And FTR just like dogs it and then immediately hit the big rig. Like as soon as he lands, they just nail him. And it was like, oh, it was so, so good. Um, it was smooth as anything. Yeah, oh, uh, Darius that's... looked great as well, considering he's just come back from injury, you know. Yeah, geez. every time Darius comes back, he looks like he's not been away at all. He was in like a, almost a life-threatening car accident and like just yeah. came back and is now like jumping like over people. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, top flights are incredible. FTR, like, I've missed top flight. Just please stay healthy, guys. I miss you so much when, yeah. you, when you're not there. Uh, after... FTR on Twitter after the match, you guys are going to be the best tag team of all time. The way you're going, which is huge fucking praise from those guys. Yeah, yeah. and they said anytime they want to run it back, it's it's on basically, which is the best of twelve series. <laughs> yeah, after the match, Gun Club come out to mock FTR. So obviously that's still bubbling under, which is great. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs had a nice promo. Basically, that was saying, awesome. Yeah. Uh, people just take things from him, so now it's his turn to take things even, from people. Even if he is a massive, treacherous piece of shit, that was awesome. And then there's a Jericho Appreciation Society segment, basically just sets up a match for Final Battle, Jericho versus Claudio. If Jericho wins, Claudio has to join the JAS. Um, that's like that because he's already beaten Claudio, so that was like the stakes that Claudio had to offer up, which is interesting because I could, I could see that being the start of Claudio's heel turn, maybe, if, if that's what happens there. Hmm. 
Eddie Kingston's gonna fucking hate that, isn't he? Of Claudia Blight. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had a, a fun match. Uh, Anthony Henry versus Darby Allen. Not a long match, but I thought it was really good fun. This was awesome. Anthony Henry's so good. I hope Anthony he sounds Henry's like great. Great. You also had JD Drake on the outside just getting murdered by Darby like <laughs> every now and then. Yeah. And then Sting. Sting just killing him, which was great. Uh, yeah. Have, and, have them have a little mini feud of the workhorsemen. Yeah. Sting and, and Darby workhorsemen. Just give us that Anthony Henry's never let me down. AW's always really impressed me when he's when he's been on telly. So that was nice to see. He was good in the next you know, like the cup of coffee he had there when he was Asher Hale. Oh right. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. It's also on um on the WWE network. There's because Excalibur mentioned on commentary that they were I believe they had five matches previously. I think the majority of them are on the WWE network. Who's um, this? Evolve. Yeah, uh, so Darby Allen. They said Darby it was Allen, it was three two to Darby at that point. So Anthony Henry was trying to even know, but spoiler, he didn't. Darby won. Um, yeah, with the cough drop. Oh yeah, tremendous match, really good. And next up, Lexi Nair interviews Athena, who's basically annoyed because she's been suspended for like beating up Aubrey. She beat up Aubrey on Dark, I think it was, and got real heat. No, it was on Rampage. Last on week. Rampage, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Athena's all that. off for kicking the shit out of Madison Rae. So <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, Athena's all spooky now and evil, and yeah. Interesting where that goes. Yeah, Athena's the best Athena. Uh, next up, Karushida basically squashed Queen Aminata. Again, uh, the Penelope Ford and the bunny came down, so obviously the building some there, which is cool. Um, basically, just a squash match. It's nice to see Shida on TV. That's basically it. Yeah. And then, um, oh, um, for net for this week, Dax Harwood challenges Brian Danielson to a singles match, which gets booked. Yes. So that's going to be saucy. Yeah. Yes, please. And then um, Dark Order, which is John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Ten versus uh, Roosh and the Butcher and the Blade. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is not so much the match was fine, the match was fun, but this is more notable for what happened towards the end of the match. So at the start of the match, Ten doesn't come out. Evil Luna is apparently looking for him. Silver and Reynolds go out, and they're getting like you know beat down. The numbers games sort of wearing on them, and then towards the end, Ten comes out, runs in, stands face to face with Roosh. And then that rap bastard turns around and discus clotheslines John Silver. Oh. Bear in mind, the 10 came out with Evil Luno and negative one. Yeah. Um, so then he basically Rush hits Bulls Horns on Silver, gets the win. They destroy the Dark Order, uh, rip up Evil Luno's mask, which is mad because like, he never shows his face. And you can see like it's all like from like here down, like our hair of his face. Yeah. He's bleeding as well, He's bleeding. They put Alex Reynolds through a table, uh, all sorts. He stands tall with Roosh. And then he, as he, he walks... Hit, he hit the discus lariat on uh, Evil Uno as well, and he did the Brody Lee-like sort yeah. of like, blowing the kisses. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, and then as he walks yeah. up the ramp, uh, negative one runs after him. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he just like takes his, rips his mask off, throws it on the floor in front of him, and just walks off past him. And then celebrates with Roosh in front of a crying negative one. Yeah. <laughs> it was a horrible of, bastard. <laughs> one of one of the most effective heel turns I think I've ever seen. Definitely in the last in like the last couple of years. It was Jesus, it was hard to watch. But it's nice it's nice to see like on a on a sort of like meta level, it's nice to see Preston fans getting a bit of character development and like to see him like doing something. I think he's he's got real potential if they find the right sort of niche for him, I think. Yeah, and obviously negative one's got an AEW contract to Debut when he's eighteen. That's a ready-made feud for him when he turns eighteen. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, right, that'll wrap us up for AW. We're going to have some one... fucking big hoss kill fucking <laughs> Preston Vance wearing his old mask. Yeah, that's going to wrap us up for AW. We're going to have one last quick break on Jacks. Uh, we'll have some Gas Anthem and some Royal Blood again for no reason, and then we'll be back in to very briefly run through some Wrestle World bits and Bobs. Okay, we're back. Uh, a little bit of. Rest of the world housekeeping first, and then we're going to quickly run through a quick, very, very quick review of the Wrestle Island show that we went to yesterday, me and Jay. Uh, Jay, do you want to tell us very quickly about Bowler? Yes, please. Um, so it's going to be on the 7th and 8th of January, and they have announced five competitors from around the world. It's going global, baby. Uh, so we've got Michael Oku from the UK, uh, yeah. Shun Skywalker from Japan, Masha Slamovich re- representing Russia, also the first woman to ever appear in a bowler. Um, yep. Speedball Mike Bailey representing Canada and Commander representing Mexico. Lovely. I can't fucking That's going to be fucking... Yeah, January is just Wrestle Month, isn't it? Like, yeah, like don't I, make any plans. All of it. <laughs> I hope to God Excalibur's been on the blow at a fight plus and getting fucking PWG on there. Yeah. Do a coward. Uh, right, we're going to talk very briefly. We, last yesterday, me and Jay went to Wrestle Island. Um, that's a Wrestle Island promotion that run out of Birkenhead in the Northwest on the Wirral. It was mm-hmm. their sixth anniversary show, Cobra Kyland. They always have like a fun sort of like meme name, which is really f- cool. Um, some really, really fun matches on this card. We'll talk very briefly about very, very, very few of them. Um, a couple of things I really enjoyed. The under-23 tournament was ridiculous. Uh, was, so this was a, a, it was basically won by Chrissy Quinlan, who's 20, 20 years old. 19. 19, fuck off. Oh, um, looks about 30. Yeah, he's so Tough talented. <laughs> he, 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 his finish is a double underhook brain buster, which looks like a war crime. It, it, looked, it looked like he's he's going to go to the Hague and get fucking sanctioned. <laughs> that was really good. We had uh, top East Mid lads, the East Mid breakers, uh, taking on Act 2, who look like actual children, um, who were the champions for the tag titles. Act 2 picked up the win. Really good match. High-flying versus like big, beefy men. Which was great. Dark Fruit's daddy looked like he jacked his ankle up. When yeah, he... Tro- Troy does know the Dark Fruit's daddy. Yes. Does he? Do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you've got the same surname. So <laughs> we had uh, a six man match uh, best of the best Joey Hayes, Joe Kessler, Joe, uh, <laughs> Joe Zuf uh Brian Aidson, RPD, and Jay's mate Dan. I made that. <laughs> yeah, that was Dan really Evans. fun. Joe Kessel looked like he hurt himself. I don't know if that was storyline or whether he legitimately couldn't carry on. He took out the match. I don't know. He just had a, if he just wasn't fit. We to saw compete. him. We saw him afterwards, and he seemed all right. Yeah, uh, but um, RPD will not obviously scared, to continue the the stellar year he's been having in the Northwest. Yeah, well, Brian Aidson, who was dressed in Kratos inspired gear, I believe, which yes. looked like an badass. Uh, he, he always has a good time, Brian Aidson. Yeah. That's great. He um, went for it, goes to sleep, didn't he? And then uh, Tommy Jackson came out and headbutted him. Yeah, that was great. Uh, speaking, of, to- speaking of Tommy Jackson, somebody. Uh, him and Casey Payne represented the Violent Gentleman Society in a Royal Rumble, like a, an Island Rumble preview match. It was it was eight people. Uh, it sets of the Rumbles in January. The first person eliminated. It was nine in the end. Ended, well, uh, yeah, I think it ended up being nine. Yeah, the next um, person, didn't he? Yeah, so it ended up being nine. So the first person eliminated becomes number one in the Rumble in January. The winner becomes number 30. So it's like a, a sort of feast or fired gamble. Uh, but you have like Lucia Lee in there, Polish Barry, um, the two, uh, Shady Natras, um, like really, really cool guys. It was the last two, well, the last three were Polish Barry um, and the two members of EGS, Barry got eliminated. And then they sort of teased a bit of dissension. Like uh, Tommy Jackson was asking Casey Payne to eliminate himself. Casey refused, got back in, got him Tommy's face. And then Tommy was like, ah, I'm just joking. And then Tommy eliminated himself. 
And Casey Payne won. Casey Payne's elimination on Barry as well was fantastic. Oh, yeah, that was. That he was did a... like an up and over over the top rope onto the apron and just big booted va- uh, Barry off the like apron. Nice, but it was yeah. like it was like one fluid motion. It was, it was beautiful. beautiful. Uh, then we had two big title matches. So first up, we had Harley Hudson defending against Aurora Tevez and Lucy Sky. A great moment Absolutely. in this. Absolutely. Banger. Uh, Aurora Tevez had Harley pinned, and Lucius Guy just came up behind her, just picked her straight up, like off the pin. What? It was uh, from like a fisherman's suplex as well. Yeah, and then he just picked her up and just slammed her, and it was like, oh my god, yeah. that is insane. Lucius Guy loved to see her back from injury. Um, first time I've seen her back since since, since her injury. She's looking fantastic. Really, really wrestled them well. Um, Harley Hudson picks up the win, obviously, because she's dead hard. After the match, um, Harley Hudson's tag partner Tyler comes out, takes the belt oh, off Lucius. Takes the belt off Lucy's guy, goes to give it to Harley, and instead smacks her in the face with it, and beats the he crap, al- beats also, the crap out of her. He also accidentally elbowed Greenwood in the nose and busted his nose. Yeah, open. busted his nose up and gave him a bloody nose. Um, and and also um, he attacked Aurora Tevez, but not Lucy's guy. Yeah, but, not, but he took the belt. Why did Lucy's guy have the belt? Questions, um, mm. in, intrigue, uh, and then in the main event. Um, Close personal friend of the podcast, Scott Oberman, versus other close personal friend of the podcast, Lance Rivera. Scott Oberman puts his wrestling career on the line to challenge for Lance's title. This match was a banger. Before the match even started, um, Lance awesome. backdrop, back suplex Scott Oberman through the merch table and broke it. Without well, there was, that, there was that bit, wasn't there, where like, as, as they were doing the stare down, uh, the Mer- the Merseyside Mercenary Squad's music hits and Dan Evans comes out to eat. I like Scott, like, Acting like he's got one over on him, and then Act Two come out, and then everyone just brawls everywhere. Yeah, it was really um, good. There was it had everything. It had like emotional bits. There was a bit at the end where Dan was like pleading with Scott to use the ring belt to hit Lance with. There was a ref bump, and Lance, um, Scott was like, "No, I'm, I can't do it that way." Dan, Dan just beat the shit out of Greenwood. <laughs> yeah, Dan just beats the crap out of the ref. Uh, oh, it was great. Um, yeah, Lance won with a, a super kick, and Scott was going for his sort of top rope cutter. He went for a cloud cutter, yeah, and yeah. turned it in. Lance turned it into a super kick. Horrible London, um, but what a match! Like it was, it, it was so phenomenal. Unreal. And then after was a real emotional moment as well when like um, Lance like got Scott up to like say bye to everyone and all the like the, the locker room came out to sort of clap him out because it was his last match in Wrestle Island, which is yeah, it was it was really quite poignant and really really nice. Uh, but yeah, yeah just just so just a quick plug. Um, if you ever if you ever want, um, if you're in the northwest and you fancy a, a day of family friendly wrestling, Wrestle Island, I can't recommend it highly enough. I've been going pretty much all year. It's been the discovery of the year for me. It's ten pound a ticket. There was eight matches on the card. It was fantastic value. It's take the kids. They'll have a great time. They've got face painting there and everything, and like the stores selling wrestling figures and like the, the bar's not expensive. It just it just a really they're really switched on with like how how they can help with like the cost of living crisis and you can still take your kids out for a day out and all this. They're doing really, a really good job. Please do go and support them. Yeah, good um, people. And very briefly before we finish, very briefly before we finish, please tell everyone about, uh, or Troy, anyone who wants to do it, please tell us all about the Effie extravaganza on Wednesday night. So on Wednesday night, if you listen on Jack's radio, that is tomorrow or you're listening on Wednesday and it's already happening. Um, we are interviewing Daddy himself, Effie, electric, fantastic, fuck you, um, in Coyote Ugly. Um, myself and Ben are going to be conducting the interview. Troy may be there, We hopefully. Um, it's £10 a ticket. Uh, you can either book it at ringsideworld.co.uk or get them on the door. Um, it should be a really fun night. Effie is one of the coolest people I've I guarantee seen. you he's got some 
banging stories to tell as well. We've we've yeah. got a few fun questions about like some matches he's had. Uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing what he's got to say. He's also got two matches this week. Uh, one against Shea Mane uh, with Visage as the uh, guest referee. And that's going to be in TNT Cold Day Hell. Quickly run down the car for that in a second, like Excalibur does at the end of Dynamite. He's also wrestling in a death match against Rory Coyle for North's Ultra Violent Championship, which is a match I never knew I needed. The video so nasty himself. Badly. The video <laughs> nasty himself. The scourge of North wrestling. Um, so, TNT Cold Day in Hell. Let's do this real fucking quick. Um, the main event is Driller Dan Maloney defending the TNT title against Rampage Brown. Holy, oh. that's a fucking slap. Uh, we've got a dry ice death match. Clint Margera defending the ultra violent tag team, uh, uh, tag team, ultra violent championship, or the no TNT Extreme Championship. Get me words mixed up here. Against the winner of the Nick Gage Invitational Seventeen, the Duke John Wayne Murdoch. We've got Lizzie Evo versus Angel Hayes in a grudge match. We've got a tornado tag team wars. The newly sheared Sunshine Machine. Versus the Kings of the North versus the Temple of Malum versus um oh god who's the other team um I've gone blank remember. I've gone blank I'm a, it's, not it's, switched did you say Sunshine Machine I yeah. said Sunshine Machine yeah that's yeah Sunshine Machine Kings of the North Temple of Malum greedy souls is it greedy souls yeah. um there we go thank you um. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Alexis Falcon versus Charles Crowley in a dog collar match. Uh, our good friend Ant just just edited a video for that, which is amazing. Go check it out on Twitter. We retweeted it. Um, and in the pre-show, we've got top, top friend of the podcast, if you want to call him that, Tate Mayfairs, Tateness is Greatness, versus the 19-year-old phenomenon, Leon Slater, Slateness is Greatness, in a match that... Tatey Boy has said he's been wanting to wrestle for ages. That's on the Extreme VIP pre-show, so you will have to get a VIP ticket to get that, but you'll also get a picture with select talent on the show. Um, could be more on that as well, but I can't remember what. Um, Smashing? My phone's not working at the moment. But yeah, should be a good show. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Uh, just before we go, very last piece of breaking news. Uh, as of just under an hour ago, Gene Money has released pre-orders for the full-size replica G-Money Championship of G-Money Belt. Stop it. Yes. You can get, you can get, you can put your name down. It's 190 quid, which for a championship belt is real, real reasonable. Yeah. Uh, you can get that at gmoney.bigcartel.com if you're fancying something special for Christmas or treat your loved ones. Treat me, treat Jay, treat Troy, treat any of us. We'll, we'll happily <laughs> yeah. accept them. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, three-man booth this week. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Troy, thank you very much for, for coming on a proper podcast. <laughs> uh, Troy, Jay, thank you very much for That's joining us. A bit us. of a nosebleed there from talking so much sense, mate. <laughs> uh, we will see you all next week. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy your wrestling. Take care, and we'll see you all very, very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. <laughs>